Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the Daily DC Impeachment Watch. We are once again recording in a hotel room in Des Moines, Iowa, in the downtown Marriott. So please excuse the echo you might hear. Uh, We've got mattresses popped up all around us on the wall to try to deal with the sound. And uh, we've got a comforter hung from a lamp. So uh, it is certainly a a makeshift studio. (laughs) High tech. Um, We're here, of course, for the Democratic debate. uh, The first debate of the calendar year 2020 and the final debate before voters start weighing in on this process. You can check it out on CNN at 9 p.m. Eastern. I've been waist deep in debate prep, uh, but I'm taking that hat off for the next few minutes uh, to deal with some major impeachment news that we've gotten today. And I'm very happy to be joined by my friend and colleague, CNN's chief political correspondent, Dana Bash. Dana, thanks for coming and doing the podcast. Can you believe that we're here? No, I think it's insane. I know. And I just need to say one thing. I feel like there's a Godfather reference in here somewhere with the mattress behind you, like go to the mattresses. You know, we're doing business. <laughs> yeah, right, I know. I know. I'm, I'm a little uh, um, going a little far here. I have so much 2020 to ask you about because here we are in the in the critical kickoff state of Iowa. But uh, I do want to turn to impeachment first. Speaker Pelosi uh, has said after meeting with her caucus, uh, the vote to send the articles of impeachment over to the Senate and launch a historic impeachment trial against the president is going to happen tomorrow on the House floor. With that vote comes the formal naming of the House Democratic impeachment managers who will prosecute the case. And of course, a lot of ceremony of of sending those managers across the Capitol to the Senate, um, the Senate getting organized itself, swearing in all those senators as jurors, the chief justice uh, taking his position. All of that now begins starting tomorrow with this move of of having the House send the articles over. We have been talking about when it will happen, when it will happen. Is it going to happen? Who's who's she going to pick? What does it mean? And now we're here. And you're right. I mean, we need to take a step back and say this is not routine. You know, you've been hearing about it for many months, but this is a big deal. Only the third time a Senate trial an impeachment trial for a president of the United States has happened in American history. And uh, and so I do think in David Chalian style, it's incumbent to take a breath, take a step back and look at that big picture as we talk about all of the important pieces of nitty gritty that are going to matter a lot in how that trial will look. I was thinking this morning, Donna, that so much of what has happened since the House actually impeached Donald Trump in December with that vote on the articles has just been this process argument. Mm -hmm. And with the start of the trial, yes, there's going to be a lot of pageantry around it. But the case against the president is once again going to become uh, forefront in the minds of the American people. They, They are going to prosecute a case in the Senate. I think that whole 
Everything that brought us to impeachment, the Ukraine story, what the president did, what his intentions were, holding back the aid, holding back a meeting, getting Rudy Giuliani involved. That feels like a while ago now with all Mm -hmm. the House hearings that we heard that. But that's about to be reintroduced. And guess what? We're now in an election year. This is now going to be front and center as the president is trying very hard to to stay on offense and and move towards his reelect, how does that complicate the kickoff of the president's reelection year? Well, in so many ways. Well, first of all, you're right, and and because the trial, the 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 the, comf- the hearings and the uh, the all of the discussion went on for so long, it was easy for for voters and Americans to lose sight of what the case is. Now, if the managers do their jobs right, it's going to be presented in a very cogent way. So that's a really important point. But but more broadly, look, the president's campaign, their team still insists that as much as it kills the president and it kills the president. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. He makes it clear in his Twitter feed every day. A man who cares about his legacy so much that he has his name on every building he can buy and find (laughs) or lease, lease is going to now have he was impeached as part of his legacy. The political side of it is still assuming he is acquitted and assuming you have that moment where the chief justice of the United States bangs a gavel and says the president of the United States is acquitted, that's that's gold for his campaign in an ad in every way to take that and run with it, to use all of their terms about why, you know, the, the Democrats just can't stand the fact that he's there. Don't you want to prove them wrong? Vote Donald Trump. Yeah, no, I, it is going to be a rallying cry. And again, I've made clear on this podcast throughout, I'm a little skeptical that come November, this is going to be I the totally thing uh, front of mind for voters. But I do think um, each day from now to Election Day matters uh, mm-hmm. for the president in terms of building what he needs for, for re-election. And there will be some lost days here that are not just uh, clear wins because he's going to be fighting these charges. Listen, I've talked to um, somebody in Trump world who has said, even said, it's too bad this isn't closer to the election, Make sh- making your point. Well, no doubt. I mean, if he could, yeah. you know, stand in the Rose Garden right before the election as an acquitted person, precisely that uh, no doubt would have a rallying effect as well. I, I just want to note one thing. We had been talking earlier in the week that the president now somehow suggested or floated the idea that maybe this trial could just be shut down pretty quickly. Mitch McConnell, the Senate leader, has now come out and sort of ruled that out. There is going to be yes. a trial. Yes, there, there is absolutely no real discussion among the president's fellow Republicans who are going to be the most important people in in forming this trial that they that they want to do that and it's also there isn't any sense that there is an ability to do that with regard to the senate rules so the senate republicans met the leadership met behind closed doors as the week started and they made pretty clear coming out i know we know what the president wants it ain't gonna happen Okay, Dana, let's uh, pause the conversation right there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about tonight's big debate. Welcome back to the Daily DC Impeachment Watch. I'm David Chalian talking with my colleague Dana Bash, CNN's chief political correspondent, Dana, we are 20 days out from the Iowa caucuses. I can't believe it. It's actually here and happening. I know. We're going to finally stop talking about polls and money and uh, 
just we, all though? these other metrics. Will well, we though? A little bit, but we're going to get actual <laughs> results, no, and their voters are going to weigh in, and we're so close to that. And I think tonight is hugely consequential. Debates are always important, but because this debate is happening in Iowa, and it's the first time an early state is seeing a debate, and because of what we were just talking about, because half of the candidates on the stage are actually going to spend the next several weeks back mm-hmm. in Washington exactly. being jurors in a Senate trial. This is the last big moment to make a closing sale mm-hmm. argument to the voters. And wow, what a difference in terms of the tone and tenor of this race now between now and the, and the last debate. How about now and last week? For, for so many reasons. First and foremost, uh, let's get into the nitty gritty, the Warren uh, Sanders fight, which just bubbled up in earnest in the last 48 hours, which uh, com- is completely different from everything that we saw before. This non-aggression pact is is yesterday's news. And um, so that's a very big dynamic. And then the other is the fact that we have not seen foreign policy be such an important issue with regard to current events since this campaign started. And uh, and now we have. And um, to see the way Joe Biden in particular tries to play that and the person who has emerged as one of his biggest opponents here, maybe if not his singular biggest opponent here in Iowa, Bernie Sanders, tries to use that as a contrast because he feels so differently about intervention. I mean, that's what's intriguing, right? The, the Just to take the two things you said. Yeah. I'm not sure both participants in the Warren Sanders battle are looking forward uh, to that conversation. <laughs> but I am pretty sure that both participants in the Biden Sanders battle want that debate mm-hmm. on foreign policy, on the commander in chief. I mean, what we have seen in the last 10 days from them, they have both seen this as an opportunity mm-hmm. to really drive home key core messaging to their supporters to and to voters more broadly. That's right. Joe Biden, obviously, the fact that he has vast experience on this, that he uh, not only as vice president, but in the Senate as foreign relations chair, uh, so on and so forth, that this is uh, his bailiwick. He knows what he's doing on this. And he's using it not to really contrast himself with the other candidates on the Democratic side. He's using it to contrast himself with the president. And that is a very important distinction. Whereas Bernie Sanders is doing the opposite. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. You guys want this? Is Joe Biden to be your nominee? Yeah, good luck with that. We're going to end up in the same place we were with these presidents of both parties. And that's a real, real distinction and difference for voters to choose between. Yeah, I know that the term uh, lanes gets overused when mm-hmm. we talk about, oh, who's in what lane. But I mean, if you look at all the polling going into this debate, the notion of Klobuchar, Buttigieg, Biden... And Warren and Sanders on the other side. I mean, there are pretty clear lanes inside this Democratic nomination race. There are. And and we can't overstate how important it is for, as you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, for each of them to shine. Because it's so close. The polls are so close. And it is so fluid. Uh, The fact that they're not only neck and neck uh, with regard to how people feel about them now... There's also there's so many caucus goers who say they're even the people who say they say, yes, I'm supporting. They're not wedded to them. Right. They can change their mind like this. Yeah. No, it, it's a pretty fluid environment out there. there there's no doubt about that. Um, you mentioned Joe Biden wanting to take it to Donald Trump, you know, on the 
morning of this debate, he launched a new ad in Iowa Mm -hmm. that was all about Donald Trump. And it showed Donald Trump's obsession with Joe Biden when it comes to the impeachment manager. And Biden, this is something... He did this in an ad he rolled out in Jan- uh, no, in July, uh, over the summer in Iowa, which I was surprised at, and I thought maybe they stayed away from it, but he's now doing it again. He's putting up poll numbers in his ad, showing that in general election matchups, he's beating Trump in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan, and he is he's just making a head-on, flat-out electability argument, uh, more so than almost anybody else on the stage. Because... It's authentic. I mean, it is a fact that Joe Biden, well, he has said since the beginning, he would not have, he would have ridden off into the sunset had Donald Trump not been president. He is running for one reason, because Donald Trump is in the White House, not because he's dying to be president, although he's He's, been dying to be president for a long time. At this point in his life, at this point in his life, it's, you know, that that's the reason. He, there was a blip of it. There was like a moment of it in the last debate uh, where he, at probably his best moment in that debate, where he talked about his son and about Donald Trump. And uh, he and, talked about how he had every right and to be he had every pissed right, at Republicans, every right? right to yeah. be mad. And, and it's capturing that and expanding on it for the Biden campaign. Yeah. It was just so intriguing that, you know, these campaigns do telegraph what they want to talk about on the debate stage. They really Roll do. Roll out a new ad. Yeah. He wants to talk about taking it to Donald Trump. Yeah. Right? Bernie Sanders could not be more clear. He wants to talk about Joe Biden's Iraq war vote and right. judgment versus experience. Right? right. Elizabeth Warren made it really clear. She wants to have this conversation about, about women. About women. So yeah. they do telegraph what they want to talk about. Of course, the reason we all tune in and watch this is, do they execute their plan in real time? It is a pressure cooker up there, and they don't always take the fights to the stage that they uh, more comfortably launch from the campaign track. And, and it doesn't always work. Um, you know, there are there are a, a number of candidates who are no longer on this debate stage, and I'm not going to say that's the reason why, but we can remember that uh, several of them, from Kamala Harris to Cory Booker at our first debate, where they were very aggressive and it didn't work. The only person who being aggressive has genuinely seemed to help is Amy Klobuchar because it's kept her in the conversation. That's so interesting. And I expect she's going to be pretty aggressive tonight yeah. as well. Dana Bash, I can't thank you enough. Wait, it's over? It's over. Okay. That's it. You know what the good thing is? What's that? Is that... You're my good friend and my colleague, and we're <laughs> so going to keep talking about this afterwards. We're going to ride the elevator yeah, now yeah. down to a meeting Without preparing for tonight's TV coverage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dana, thank you so much for joining me on the Daily DC Impeachment Watch. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. After we finished recording the podcast, there was some late breaking news. Take a listen. All right, we continue on. You're watching CNN. I'm Brooke Baldwin. A milestone in the presidency of Donald Trump is now one week away. Moments ago, the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell just announced that with the House set to vote on transmitting those articles of impeachment uh, against Trump tomorrow, his chamber can now take its next steps. And a couple of the takeaways. Number one, he says the trial, this impeachment trial, will likely start next Tuesday. Number two, said they will decide witnesses, whether they want to call any witnesses as the trial progresses. Uh, He said that uh, he said no to dismissing charges against Trump, says that the Senate has an obligation to listen to uh, everything. And lastly, would not say if it's a fair trial, if there are not witnesses called. Mitch McConnell there. We'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. Remember, we've got a new episode every weeknight, so please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast app is. And while you're there, leave us a rating or comment. It helps people find the show. We'll see you tomorrow.